Hello everyone, welcome to In the Neighborhood with your hosts, Tim Johnson and Stacy Borjo. Together, they are finding out what makes the heart of the Heartland Beat. They sit down with people in your community that lead organizations, businesses, and government. You'll learn who they are and what they're involved in and why. They are the people in your neighborhood. It's In the Neighborhood with Stacy Borjo and Tim Johnson. I think we need to do a few more remotes. We haven't done a remote in a long time. We haven't, that's true. Hi everybody, my name's Tim Johnson and this is Stacy Borjo. Hello. And uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Um, Wellmobile will be at uh, Peoria Life Widecast Studios here on June 22nd, 9 a.m. to 11. So check that out, uh, come stop in. They do blood checks and we all that there. stuff for Remember you, that so. was a show too. Yes, we got to put that out again. <laughs> um, also, we have I Spy Wish coming up. We do. Saturday, July 14th. Mark your calendars. Uh, Stacy and I have been both involved with, well, she pulled me into it, uh, <laughs> Make a Wish. Pulled you into yes, it, huh? Like, Twisted your on. arm. Yes. Uh, glad to. Uh, great, great cause. Um, but uh, I know. Fun event for Make-A-Wish. A so. driving scavenger hunt benefiting Make-A-Wish Illinois, but anyone can come and participate, so I'm sure we'll probably have a show on that coming up too Lots soon, Lots right? of fun and prizes. Yeah. Fun and prizes. Mark your calendars. All right. Today's guest, Kate Herzl uh, from, did I say that right? Yes, I want to make did. sure. Uh, Heartland Doulas, and we're going to talk about a special event. Yeah. Tell us about it. So every year we run an event um, to raise money and diapers and awareness to benefit the Crittenton Centers. Uh, we just had our event last weekend. It's a 5K and a diaper drive. The 5K is a, a cross-country run through Donovan Park, and I've been told it's really challenging. <laughs> it's very challenging. <laughs> so uh, we're in full swing planning mode for next year, and I thought it would be a great opportunity to talk about what we're doing. Awesome. Very cool. So what is Heartland Doulas? So we help people when they have a new baby transition into bringing that baby into their family with oh. the best start they can possibly get. So sometimes we're providing prenatal consulting, uh, helping people choose how they're going to have that baby and what kinds of things they're going to prepare for in their pregnancy and their birth. And oftentimes we're in people's homes after they have their babies. We provide postpartum doula support, which is where we either come in during the day and we help people with feeding or we help with baby care or we answer questions or we prep some food so that the new family can take care of themselves wow. and we stay overnight too and help families get sleep that's awesome i did not know anything about it <laughs> i've not had children so when i heard that terminology i was like i don't even know what that is <laughs> so i think midwife yeah so we're a midwives catch babies Right? Okay. They do more than that. but I, I have no idea. <laughs> I did Doulas not know that either. <laughs> don't catch babies. We don't catch babies. We provide um, the physical and emotional and mental support after people have their babies. And maybe some training along the way, too. Mm -hmm, exactly. So um, kind of in old times, it would be the old, older generations that would kind of help women learn what's going on. And exactly. It's through. a lot. Biologically, we're meant to be surrounded by women when we have babies. So we're just sort of recreating the tribe or village that we've lost. Yeah. It's so required to raise a kid. So why would somebody call you? 
why would somebody call us? Somebody would call us because they are um, having a baby and they're afraid of the pain in labor. Um, somebody might call us because they just don't know what their, what are their options when they have that baby. Um, by and large, people call us because sleep is really, really good. And after you have a baby, you don't get very much of it anymore. <laughs> so that's a big chunk of what we help people with is getting, you know, sleep overnight. And when their babies are age appropriate, we sleep train babies in their homes over the course of two days. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That, that is really impressive. Mm -hmm. So what got you started doing this? What got me started doing this? I had a baby. Um, the experience was uh, nothing like what I planned for. I planned for it to go one way and it went 47 others. Um, and the, the first thing I said to my husband when he came in the room and brought me my baby and, um, you know, talk about seeing the baby for the first time. It wasn't the first thing I said. The next thing I said was, um, get me my cell phone. And he goes, I can take pictures and send them to whoever you want. Like, you don't have to have your cell phone right now. I said, no get me my cell phone, I need to Google how to become a childbirth educator. <laughs> <laughs> wow. When I decide to do something, I do it. Um, so I did, I Googled and I found a program and from my hospital bed, I, I signed up to do it. I, I thought this is what I'm supposed to do. And uh, in the checkout, it said, do you want to add labor doula service training for 10% for discount? I like a discount. <laughs> I thought somebody, a friend is eventually going to want me to be there and I'm I'm going to want to know what I'm doing, so sure. So I checked out, and the next day I got cold feet, because that's what happens when you make decisions without thinking them through. So I called the company, and I said, um, I don't know that I ever want to attend somebody's labor. Can, uh, can I cancel that? I'm in my three-day cancellation window. They said, uh, sure, it's a $250 restocking fee. And I said, never mind, I'll be a doula. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd try it out. Um, and it turned out to be just an absolute destiny and, and calling. And um, three years later, I, I was so busy, I couldn't keep up and people were begging for support after they had their babies. And I was so busy teaching people how to have a baby uh, that I couldn't be in their homes afterwards. So um, I started to train, train doulas, bring doulas on for training and mentorship. Uh, and I now have 14 doulas who uh, work for my agency and together we're able to provide all the support that people ask for and I never have to say no we can't help you so that's awesome very cool so if someone wants to get your services how do they get a hold of you uh, they can visit our website heartland doulas d-o-u-l-a-s dot com okay. and all of our information is there our contact page is there and um, I'd love to chat with anybody who wants to know more that's really cool. So what, what's the date of the event? So we don't have an event date for next year. We are uh, working on setting that with the park district. It will still be the same cross country 5K in Donovan Park. We'll have a date picked in the next month or so, um, but it'll be next somewhere between May and September. We haven't decided yet. Yeah. Awesome. So you're raising funds with that to um, do diapers and any other services? Yeah, that? so our focus is diapers. Crittenton Centers, I'm sure you guys are familiar, is our uh, local 24-7-365 crisis nursery, which is a really amazing resource for a new parent, especially a new parent who can't necessarily call and hire us to be in their homes. Um, so I have a heart to reach those people. And when I found out that one in three American families uh, is struggles to afford the diapers for their new baby, mm -hmm. and that none of their government assistance helps them with diapers, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what can we do? We can raise diapers, we can raise funds, and Crittenton Centers distributes diapers directly into the hands of families in need. So the focus of our, of our event is to 
raise diapers funds and awareness uh, for people to support Crittenton all year round. That's very cool. It's really cool. So it uh, used to be called No Child What Behind? Yeah, we used to have, um, we used to work under a national nonprofit. Uh, for next year, we are focusing on starting our own nonprofit. So it's oh. change the heartland, change a diaper, change a life, change the area, whatever you want to call it. Um, and we're really excited to kind of take this on on our own and cut out basically all of the overhead other than holding the event, uh, everything we do goes right to the Crittenton Centers, which I know is a concern when people are considering donating, is finding a cause that they can make the most impact with. And local and everything else. And exactly. fundraisers are expensive. They are. Um, <laughs> they are expensive. <laughs> We've learned that we can do it in a really lean way by having a, a grassroots sort of effort. So I'm really grateful that you guys picked us up and brought us on to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Donovan Park is a beautiful course. Um, and yeah, so that's a nice different place to have it. And you had it there last year too, right? So past yes. two years. So this is the past two years. Um, we are, to the best of my knowledge, the only daytime cross-country 5K in the area. So for my experienced runners, it's um, something new and different. Mm -hmm. uh, we also offer a one-mile fun run or walk, and lots of people bring their kids and stroll the park. It's a really pretty, you know, nice morning to get out there and do something. Um, and we have uh, activities for families and their kids afterwards. So you don't have to be a runner. Um, rumor has it next year there might be a 0K for those people who don't like a really challenging horse. <laughs> I don't want a 0K. <laughs> you don't I just want to know which direction I'm supposed to be going in so I don't get lost on my 5K. I do, I do lose a couple people every year. <laughs> We're did, figuring Did somebody out. get lost? No, not at all. It wouldn't, did not end up being a 4K for me. <laughs> More like a 6? Or I mean, yeah, yeah, I went the wrong way. So <laughs> we, we ended up like close to 4 miles is what I meant to oh say. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's okay. We had fun. We had a blast. That's so fun. it was me and some girls and, you know, you get a bunch of girls together and it's everything's fun. That's fun. Thank you for coming out. Yeah, too. it was great. It was really great. Good morning. It was. It was a good morning. So it's awesome that you're doing that. And I did not know that about the diaper situation for families in need. And so I think that raising awareness was excellent too. Um, and it was just um, nice and everything pretty basic and right out there. So Yeah, well, I, I hear a lot of people... Um, you know, why don't families use cloth diapers when they're in need? Why do we have to provide disposable diapers, making sure that your money's going to a good place? Mm -hmm. um, I don't think a lot of people think about the logistics of who, who's a person with diaper need. Is it a single mom? Is it a dual income family where both parents are working two jobs to make ends meet? Do they live in a walk-up? Do they have laundry services on site? Yeah. Are they supposed to drag two kids, a baby, and a load of dirty diapers onto the city bus and go to the laundromat, which won't let them wash cloth diapers. I mean, it's right. it's um, it's a matter of there just not being another workaround other than provide diapers to the families who need them. Uh, one of the things that the research has found about diaper need is that um, it has a direct correlation to child abuse. Mm -hmm. Imagine being on your last $5 for the week. You have three diapers left, and you make them stretch. You let a baby sit in a diaper, the diaper gets wet, the baby gets a rash, the baby cries, you're stressed from the two jobs you work. People do things they wouldn't otherwise do under situations of pressure like that. So we really, um, you know, diapers seem like such a simple basic thing, but the impact is really far reaching. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's the simple things, kind of like with, you know, the kids brushing their teeth, like it's mental health, not mental health, but, you know, your physical health and, and taking care. And it's, it's the things that we take for granted, you know, and, and it's not complicated. And let's be, see, let's be real, who wants to wash a cloth diaper? <laughs> the diapers are it. bad enough. I did it through three kids. <laughs> did you really? I sure did. That's yeah, impressive. So. <laughs> I get a lot of questions about, but you cloth diapered. Why are you raising dispos you know, disposable diapers and funds? Well, this is why it's really important. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. So you should have been there at the 5K. <laughs> you know, yeah, I should have been. I would have loved to watch. <laughs> no. <Somebody> get lost. <laughs> it's really beautiful. So what's some great advice that you can give? new young parents. Oh, oh yeah. gosh. My best advice is to plan for your postpartum with the same vigor you planned for your wedding day. <laughs> um, a lot of people take a lot of time preparing for the birth. They think about whether they're going to have an epidural or which hospital they're going to go to or who their midwife or doctor is going to be. Um, and then they don't think about what who's going to help them when the baby actually comes. Um, so creating a, a meal train, a calendar where people can sign up to bring you food. It becomes really challenging to do basic things for yourself after you have a baby. You um, forget to take a shower <laughs> for three days. You're afraid to put the baby down because the baby will cry. Um, you have a question about what the best diaper rash cream is, you know, those kinds of things. So who are you going to call when you have those questions? That's, sure. you know, you phone a friend, you call a family member over, but in a lot of cases, we're the people who bridge that gap. So just knowing what your resources are in the community and, and making a plan mm -hmm. is really key. It becomes really difficult to reach out for help in the moment that you actually need it. Yeah, so making a list, kind of like that emergency list by the phone or whatever, just to start thinking of people who you can reach out to or maybe even have the conversation then of, you know, hey, are you willing to come at 2 o'clock in the morning exactly. when I need help? Well, and we have a we have a postpartum planning guide on our website where oh, cool. people can think start to think about, you know, what are my, what are the mental health resources here? Who are my friends and family who will help? Mm -hmm. Who are, who's the lactation consultant I can call? Who's the pediatrician? You know, those kinds of things. So okay. helping people get that stuff lined up ahead of time. So when you say postpartum, I think postpartum depression. Yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah. Postpartum is just a phrase to refer to the time period after you have a baby. That's all that means. So we're helping people who never experience a, a lick of postpartum depression as well, as well as people who um, you know experience some kind of postpartum mood disorder. It's about one in seven women who experience um, a postpartum mood and anxiety disorder mm -hmm. after they have their baby. And when you think depression, you think, what was me and not going to move or do anything? You think sad, right? Oh, well, yeah. Postpartum depression especially doesn't show up as sad all of the time. For some people, it shows up as um, angry short fuse, you don't have patience with your kids anymore. Um, it's really hard to recognize postpartum depression in yourself, especially when it's, you know, you're, when you're in the middle of it. Um, the other side of postpartum depression that people miss a lot of times uh, is the anxiety piece of it. People don't know that postpartum anxiety and postpartum OCD and postpartum psychosis exist. Mm. And they don't see their doctor until six weeks after they have a baby. Having a person in their home who can tell them, you know what? 
it's common, but it's not normal to envision someone snatching the baby carrier out of your hand every time you walk into a store. Maybe we should call somebody about that. Hmm. Our society has changed over the last 25 years, 50 years, and mm -hmm. our lives are a little more isolated. You know, we can post, hey, we have a new baby on Facebook, but that doesn't mean somebody's coming into the house and helping you out. You know, people are moving from city to city, so their parents aren't here, their family's not here. So I can see a great need for mm -hmm. what you guys do. We're losing our network, our tribe, our village, our community. Um, mm -hmm. It's been about the last 150 to 200 years that uh, we've stopped living in tribes and clans and we've stopped having our elders and our sisters and our siblings live with us or within walking distance of us. For 200,000 years of human history, we lived together in groups of about 150 people and we supported each other. Mm -hmm. We fed each other's babies. We cared for each other's babies overnight. We supported each other during labor and, and with our other children. We don't do that anymore. You're exactly right. We are going against everything we are biologically wired for with our siloed society. Mm. Yeah. That's crazy. Isn't it wild? It's, it's well, it's sad because, I mean, just as something sim more simple from that is just, you know, you used to greet your neighbors and know your neighbors, and now it's like more often than not, people don't even know their neighbors. And... It's, uh, yeah, it's something that needs to be switched back around. Because there are different people who do still stay as a family core, you know, in, mm -hmm. in bigger groups, um, but not enough. Right. Not even close. We're not built that way anymore. <laughs> are we not built that way or we're just choosing we're a different... We're still built that way. We're just right. living uh, right. differently. That's hard. So we always like to ask, how do people get involved? Oh, I love that question. There are lots of ways for people to get involved. Um, a good start is our website, uh, which is heartlanddoulas.com, and they can find all the information about our, our race and our diaper drive efforts there. Um, people can get involved by uh, watching out, signing up for updates, and running our race next year. Um, people can help out by donating money to the cause. Money helps buy diapers too. Mm -hmm. uh, people can help out by donating diapers and they can go right to our Amazon wish list and send the diapers to us or to Crittenton centers from there um, and, and not have to lift a finger, well, a finger anyway. Um, people can also help out by volunteering or supporting us as a business sponsor and all of that information is on the website. Cool. So you have some resources. Any other resources that are out there on your website that kind of list um, just things to kind of look for for these women that are out there by themselves? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, our blog is a really good place to start. Okay. Um, we're a good resource for people. I have people reach out all the time, you know, mm -hmm. What are my options for a home birth midwife? I'm planning this type of birth. Who should I go see? Um, where can I where can I get help with diapers or formula or whatever it is that they need? Um, who's the best lactation consultant to see? I'm always happy to answer those questions. Um, Crittenton Centers is another really good resource. Uh, giving them a phone call uh, will get you a list of community-based resources as well. Awesome. Wow, time has, has wrapped <laughs> up here. Uh, remember, uh, July 14th. July 14th. Is I Spy a Wish. Check it out at ispyawish.com. And tell us the website again. It's heartlanddoulas, D-O-U-L-A-S.com. And check them out. And uh, again, another great thing that you can be involved with here in the Peoria area. Have a great week, everybody. PeoriaLife.com.